Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of Why the Miles, a podcast where I interview people about what running means to them. Today's guest is Haywood Richardson and together we'll be discussing what defines proper running, when it's okay to take a break and a whole lot more. My name is Bernard O'Hanlon, thanks for listening and this is Why the Miles. So, welcome to the first episode of Why the Miles. So, uh, joining us for the first episode, we have a very exciting name, uh, Haywood Richardson. That is his name. Um, so, Haywood is known um, for being a wild card with his training techniques. Oh, okay. uh, for enjoying beer more than running. Um, and he's also the esteemed writer of the Rungry Blogger, which is a blog... Um, Known well to those in the the underground running scene. Does that sound about right? Essentially, yeah, yeah. Uh, I should state that Haywood has turned up with four cans and one bottle, um, to this opening episode. So I think that kind of sets the tone for the whole podcast. Um, oh, high quality carbs. High quality. quality. Um. So yeah. Um. As I was saying in the intro, and just you there. Um. I want this podcast to be about running but more about why people do it um so there's so many podcasts out there now all wonderful ones but which focus on the training the nutrition the sleep um, the shoes um, as we've spoken about already and um, not something that we want to get into um but th- there is a reason why we all get up in the morning and go and run five miles for what seems like no apparent reason you know, people think we're crazy. Um, so that's kind of what I want to find out. It's, it's in the name, really. Why the miles? Why, why, why are you running? You know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's something that uh, sometimes I question myself. Yeah. Um, just um, some people, they wake up, they do their, they do their yoga flow in the morning. Some, some people, they live for their cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. But I just live to run yeah i know i'm not a pro i know i'm probably never going to be a pro but that's just what i do (laughs) yeah like you probably don't know a life without it now no no it's um i only really got into it properly i'd say two years ago yeah and it wasn't like um it was a slow burner at the start but Mm -hmm. one day just clicked for me i don't know it's just uh one day it just started to feel easy. Yeah. Yeah. When you say properly, what do you oh, mean? Oh, that, that I, I would like to get competitive. Yeah. I see guys um like Kieran O'Leonard going through the club, mm. but not even like up to his level. I see people who are sub elite and yeah. I'd like to maybe like be competitive at national championships. Yeah. But even so, not even competing for medals, but just being able to lock shoulders. I understand. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny though, like the definition there of what proper running is, you know, because I think particularly at our age, proper running is seen as competitive. Because mm, mm. I'd certainly be in the same box as you. Like I, I'm nowhere near rubbing shoulders at senior championships yet, but it's definitely... You know, it's in my, my, my little goal, my goal book. Um, but, you know, I think as life goes on, you know, the definition of proper running changes. You know, I mean, especially if you look at any documentary on like an ultra runner. So, you know, like Scott Jurek or Timothy Olsen, you know, for them, they all will most likely have had like a competitive running career. They probably ran NCAA when they were in university because they're all American, um, and they, they, they will, they'll have done all the, the sub-15 5Ks, the sub-31 10Ks. But there's a yearning for something else. Yeah, yeah, eventually all of the 
the training kind of it seems I wouldn't say pointless but you know it, it, it loses its reward and then running becomes a much more I guess meditative process for them mm. you know it's just about getting out there and getting in the miles yeah like I, I think I, I think I know where you're getting at like yeah. if you become too obsessed with the end goal yeah you kind of lose the love um like uh, as you were saying earlier Stephen Scullion yeah. he really values the process exactly like he really enjoys it now yeah whereas before he's just he's very honest he'd be like be he'd be grinding in and out and he'd sometimes not know why he was doing it exactly yeah yeah the um tin man elite group um i know you follow them as well i do indeed yeah 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 um hopefully we might get a shout out from them but um they um can you imagine but they they're big on that you know especially the kind of guy who set it up like sam parsons he's huge on enjoying the process mm. um, he's german yeah, 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 like a yeah. German American, like well, he runs for Germany. Mm. I think he's German indoor champion in the three thousand meters. I think, but um, you know, he he's huge on that. Um, you have to. I mean, let's be honest. Like, if if racing is your goal, mm-hmm. which as we've just defined, it's not always the, the proper goal. But um, if racing is your goal, like the race is less than a percent of the the whole thing. Yeah. If you've got an entire autumn build up. And then you've got your cross country. If you have a stinker of a race, what then yeah. how are you gonna feel? <laughs> like, even if you had a good race. Yeah. What was the point if you didn't enjoy everything that gave you the good the, race? The high and then the low is yeah. the high only lasts so long. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, so you said kind of so you got into running properly about two years ago. Um and by properly you meant competitive. So like were you running before that just on your own, like not in a club? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think just basically I was attempting park runs. Mm-hmm. Um, very good. I'd highly recommend anyone who hasn't done one. Yeah. Um, if you're just dipping your toe in the water. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of just did some, did my own research for a time period, a time being like, uh, kind of figuring out like training zones, but yeah. obviously. I only properly understood them when I joined Levo. Same. Totally. Yeah. 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 I had no idea about any of that stuff. Um, I had one workout that I did, which was 400s. And I would mark them. Like I didn't have a track. Um, and I had this like path near my home house in Limerick. And I had uh, literally marked it out with a section, uh, like I had used Google Maps to, um, you know, like I dropped a pin and then I dropped a pin. Oh, GPS. And, yeah. That's gonna... <laughs> oh, it was definitely way off. But like... So it still I, counts though. It still counts. Yeah, I had an approximate... <laughs> I was either really fast at running 390 meters or really slow at 410. Um, but I definitely wasn't running 400. But I, I dropped the pin and I like used a piece of chalk to mark it out. Um, and that was and I did like 10 by 400 like every Tuesday for I'd say 40 weeks in a row you know um, but I'm out I, I don't think I was fast you know but probably fast to me at the time um, but yeah 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 it's funny um, how, how much you kind of learn from getting into the club you know um, so that was so two years ago you joined but you were running on your own before that. But how long were you? Like, what I kind of want to know is... Like, two years ago, I was serious. Like, I I joined Leavell properly in, like, 2016. Okay, so four years. Okay, yeah. So, it was kind of... I had... had a very good season. Yeah. And then I kind of lost the love of it for a while. (laughs) And then I came back last year properly, so... Why'd you lose the love? (laughs) Injuries. (laughs) Yeah. Injuries um, is synonymous with uh, Haywood. If you look at my name in the dictionary, yeah, a leg with like everything wrong with it comes up. So yeah, it's um, you know, I heard uh, it was like you know, on running 
the, they're like yeah, Swiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah Swiss. quite a new group. Um, but I saw a, a video series on YouTube that was like showing their training for the US marathon trials. And in one of the videos, like one of the guys said, running is a sport where injury is inevitable. Now, I really don't like that statement because I think if you do, if you do it right, you don't have to get injured. Yeah. You know. But you you can argue that there's a lot of developmental factors. Like um, you see the Kenyans. Yeah. They've grown up. No, they don't need shoes because their feet, the foot muscles actually work the way they're supposed to. They actually have Achilles, you know. Yeah, they like, have, they have exactly. <laughs> I mean, I've gone through about 10 tubs of Tiger Band since I started running. Oh, jeez. You know? Yeah, uh, just. I think if you're, if we are born, if you were born in the last 30 years or so. Yeah. You're going to get running injury if you're a runner. Unless you're, unless you're doing your appropriate foot stretching from the get-go. Your rehab from the get-go. So do you mean, when you say in the past 30 years, do you mean like, that? that's a big statement. So do you mean like, just the way kind of running has taken off in the past yeah, yeah, 30 probably, years? Yeah. And there's a lot of people who kind of started in their 20s yeah, or 30s yeah. when they've never done it before. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's true for sure. Um, I mean, you could argue for... <laughs> I don't have my sources, but <laughs> the blanket statement. <laughs> You've read Born to Run, have you? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've all read Born to Run, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's exactly that. I mean, like, we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't, like, not be running. And then just randomly, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's such a, I won't get angry, <laughs> but it's such a frustrating point for me when I see someone who like, you know, spends their twenties having a really good time and more power to them, but then they hit 30 and they're like, oh no, I'm getting really tired going up the stairs. I'll book myself into a marathon. And they've like no mileage at all, oh. no aerobic base. And then they're running like 50 mile weeks. And they're wondering why they're getting injured. Ugh. No stretching, no plyometrics. I can't even run 50 mile weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something I've gotten into. But, um, you know, and look, people don't know. Mm. So I respect it, but it's it's very... It's just it's very, just newbie ignorance, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but understandable ignorance. But, you know, I guess the point is it's just really sad that humanity has gotten to this point, you know, where, where running is, it's seen as something painful, it's seen as something unnatural. Mm. Coming back to, people think we're weird, because we run. Yeah. But it's like saying it's weird for a fish to swim. Yeah. Like it's what we're designed to do, you know. And I think one of the, the best points on that is, if you ever put a child, like, in the on, water, well, or... I was going to say on grass. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put a child in the water. <laughs> no, no. But um, if you put them on grass, they'll run. It's like instinctive. They'll mm -hmm. just run. Um, but then they hit... Not a serial killer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably a Netflix documentary on that. Putting kids in water. But anyway. Um, you, yeah, I mean, like you'll you put kids on grass and they'll just run. It's, it's instinct. But we, we lose it. But uh, on that note, so I'm curious to know, what's your earliest memory of running? And not now competitive running, but like your earliest memory of you just running. Um, I suppose. Oh, that's, a, that's a very good question. Now, I think I would have prepared that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Had I let you know. Um, I suppose just... Uh, you know yourself playing tag with your friends and uh, everybody like younger and I think it got to a stage where everyone was just shitting themselves if I was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> okay, so you had a reputation earlier. Mm. But I was more, I think I was more power based then. So I, I don't have my long distance endurance. Yeah. So I got to a stage if they went around a few corners then... 
Then they were fine. But... So you were more of a sprinter at the time? I was, yeah. 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 I didn't have much of a base as um, I was a hur hurling goalkeeper. So I was very... Uh, I stood in one spot the whole time. Quite agile. Until I was called upon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, and at the moment, are you still injured? Or? Um, so nothing hurts. But I've been known to go back way too early. Uh, I've got I'm seeing an orthopedic specialist. Yeah. And I'm gonna wait until I get the get go to okay. just. So what was your most recent run? My most recent run. Yeah. Uh, I think it was about three weeks ago or so. Okay. Yeah. When I I thought my um, metatarsals had knitted fully together, mm -hmm. but there's still pain. So. You know. Okay. Did you go long? No, no, like. Eight miles or something. Okay. Well, which is long, long, yeah. but like, you know. It's like a long, short run. Mm. <laughs> it's a very short, long run. Yeah, yeah. Um, and was that just around Cork City, like from, from your house? Or... Yeah. Where do you run in Cork City? Like, if you're going out for a run now, would you head down? Um, So kind of Wilton, Bishopstown, like, like around here. <laughs> yeah, I see you doing... Tempos sometimes, yeah. Yeah, so just around here, if um, if I'm working late nights and I'm back in, say, the evening, yeah, I might get, like, just a, a brisk, easy run, like a steezy, steady, easy run yeah, in, yeah, like, yeah. a half an hour period. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, do a couple, maybe, I think maybe that led to my injuries because I was doing my easy runs too fast. Yeah. I wasn't allowing the recovery. Yeah, no, I hear that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, um, I don't know, I think I got into my head that I'm supposed to be a good runner, like yeah. a, a solid standard, like yourself. Yeah. Uh, eight minute well, miles, if I hit an eight minute mile or a five minute per kilometer, yeah. if I go under, if I go slower than that on an easy run, yeah. I'm not of the same standard. But sometimes you do need to go very easy. Yeah, no, you're totally right. It's it's the silliest thing to um, get bogged down on. Mm. I mean, but even when we're doing actual training sessions with, you know, Donny is always telling us just, I should state actually, Donny Walsh is the coach in Leva. But uh, anyway, yeah, like when Donny is coaching, he's just saying like, just get in the effort. You know, you know what it's supposed to feel like. And if you put in an honest session, then the right numbers should come up. Exactly, yeah. So it's the same with going for an easy run. But this comes back to ultra running and, like, why why the running? I mean, if you've ever spoken to Dave Carr, I mean, he he, he kind of did it in reverse. Like, he started with ultras, and now he's trying to do 5Ks. Um, and he kicks ass over cross-country as well. He like, does, what's yeah, that about? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I remember going up Karen Tool with him one time, and, I mean, Beat him on the uphill, but the downhill was outrageous. Like he just quite nimble, you know. But um, you know he'll he'll tell you, especially when you're getting in, the amount of mileage he was getting in. I mean, he's been he's done. I mean, God, he's probably done 70, 80 mile weeks at times. You know, um, you really have to run by feel then, you know. Um, but yeah, so you said. So I'm curious, just I'm trying to piece together the, the running journey. So you joined Leavelle about four years ago. You started to realize, you know, you had a talent for it, mm. which, which we know you do. Um, and at some point you got injured. So this is, this was, was this about a year in or? Uh, yeah, 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 about 2016, 2017 around then. So what do you think actually caused the injuries? I know you touched on it there with easy running, but... So I had a very successful, like, like kind of, um, renaissance, like I had been like casually running for a while, like, like 2016 was the year I really took it seriously. Yeah. And then I had like, I think I just burnt out really. Yeah. So it was like, we had all these cork graded races. I wanted to be race everything. Yeah. It was mile. If there was a mile at 3k. Yeah. Um, and then national leagues where you're running for the team doing all these other events. Yeah. So you could be doing like 
I think one day I was doing a steeplechase. I was doing javelin, record of five meters, by the way. <laughs> um, and then I did the 400 hurdles, which you'd think steeplechase would help, but no. Yeah, yeah. And then I was thrown in for four by 400. Yeah. And then the next weekend we'd be doing national seniors and I doubled up in the 3K steeplechase and the 5K. <laughs> And then the next week, that was Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I went out on the Sunday night for the post-National Seniors drinks. Oh, okay, yeah. And on the Tuesday, I ran the Cork City Sports International Open Men's 3K. Jesus. And you definitely didn't hold back on that Sunday night, if I know anything about you. No, no, yeah, God, yeah. God, God. Yeah. Um, that's insane. So, this, after Cork City Sports, I PB'd, by the way. I did. I did. Fair play. Fair play. First time sub nine, but I didn't know you'd gone sub nine. Fair play. I'm eight fifty two now. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, I don't see myself touching that anytime soon, to be honest. Um, just and then a couple of days later, I got a stress fracture in my um in my metatarsal, the same one I have now. Well, yeah. Hopefully that's fixed already, but yeah. Like, what was going through your head at this time? Like, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but was there a feeling of invincibility? Or... Yeah, yeah, you kind of riding a high, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, like, I wasn't exactly winning, but I was, you could see steady progress. Mm. And it became like, like people say running's, once you get good at something, it becomes an addiction. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, were you thinking at any point, you know, as you were progressing and getting better all the time, obviously getting recognition within the club? As yeah, a runner, like which I, which I think is probably a big part. I suppose if I was if I was right now talking to myself, yeah, it'd be like I'd say, "You've had your track season. Yeah, this is your time for downtime. Yeah, you have a ho- you can have a holiday before cross country. Yeah, you have you can have two weeks off completely. Yeah, and you can have your base mileage, and then you can go into a solid training. Yeah, but." I didn't have that knowledge. Yeah. I was riding a high and I got too big for my boots. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it's probably a bit of arrogance there. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's funny you say you weren't winning, but you were progressing. Yeah. And you were beating yourself, which really is the only person you should compare yourself to. You know, it's who you were yesterday. Just be better than that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Curious to know, had you ever experienced, you know, validation like that, both from yourself and from others in any sport before running? Um, I suppose we, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we, I was a hurler for a while. Yeah. Um, we, she's a failure. I'm going to talk about failure. Uh, under 14, we won division two Dublin yeah. hurling. Yeah. And I don't know, I just, I made a few pivotal saves mm-hmm. and yeah. we made it to the Nationals and we made it to the National Fair, the big deal. Um, just, I suppose that was the first introduction to sporting highs. Yeah, yeah. But I think there was something missing. I wanted something that I could do for myself. Yeah. But... I, I do really, that being said, I do really enjoy the team aspect of cross country. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think if you're faced yourself on a field with no team dynamic. Yeah. You just, what what would be the point? <laughs> Imagine just a cold December day, snow, deep muck. And unless there's a chance of winning. Yeah, there wouldn't be much. Yeah. <laughs> there wouldn't be much. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah, for sure. But so you're riding that high and then, and it was probably, would I be correct in saying that that point in running was, was that your high point? 
like the highest point you've ever had in running or uh i suppose last <laughs> i suppose 2019 was pretty close like yeah okay but that was more so a team dynamic mm-hmm. i was before i didn't really wasn't really that good at cross country or anything yeah so when when you can do it when there's when you incorporate other people into it yeah and you can see them suffering you you're suffering too there's you're kind of working towards something more than yourself yeah yeah there's more of an onus to go to the well a bit more i understand yeah um because i think that's something people don't really appreciate a lot about running that it's seen as this you know loner sport which is a and there's certainly that element to it oh, yeah. you know but there is a huge team aspect to it um at times yeah you know i mean even even if you ever watch the east africans race while while they're all out there individually they race as teams oh yeah a kenyan one of the kenyans will lead it out yeah sacrifice his own chance at a medal yeah just for the other three guys in the race to podium like what but what race was it where like i think it was the ethiopians like went out just to make sure mo Farah didn't win what you know yeah i think that was was it 2017 um like he still meddled i'm pretty sure but you know the, the, there was a clear aim there to kind of bring down the bring down the king you know but yeah the point is you know the the, the team aspect of of running is certainly certainly no, they, they pulled it off anyway <laughs> yeah they did they did in the end they did in the end um then so you came out of those i suppose you came down off that high point and you hit like what you described as a low you know so what was that like you know um i, I suppose i for a while there i just felt like i i had lost purpose like um I think if I was to talk to myself in the past, yeah. I'd say, yeah, running's great, but <laughs> you're, if you're like, like what you're saying, if we're, we're running on tarmac yeah, for, for, I'd say 70% of our mileage, yeah. you are going to get injured. It's a fact. So have a different outlet, whether it be. You're very into painting, you're very into trivia, you're very into, you just have something as a backup okay. to take take up some mind space because you never know what's going to happen. So do you feel like... That's, that's, that was a hard, that's personal, that's personal. Yeah. Like, um, I've, I've had to build that up over a long time. Yeah. Because if I get too obsessed about running, then I'm going to hate it. Yeah, of course. So, am I? So is what you're saying that when you did hit that that point where you, you know you had your high, but then it caused a load of injuries. Yeah, you couldn't run as a result, and you found yourself in a position where you were like, "Oh my god, I've got nothing now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because that's definitely something. A lot of people, not just runners, but I mean, anyone in any hobby or job or any outlet in life you can become consumed by it but it can get taken away so quickly you know like for yourself a stress fracture and then you've got nothing you know yeah like during um i was i was um i got very into like everyone was doing 5k challenges at the start of quarantine oh my god and i was like yeah "Yeah, this is great for donation but i'm gonna i'm gonna get hella kudos for this on my trauma yeah yeah it's um yeah but like i as i was riding <laughs> you'd think i'd learn but i started riding that high old habits started creeping in and i got injured as a result as you know yourself yeah, again yeah so, so this is basically your second time being injured is it? Yeah, yeah yeah okay um it's funny though that the kudos like that that's like was strava even a thing back in 2016 2017 or as it, much it, I think it was just taking off. Yeah. Like Garmin, you had your Garmin's. Yeah. But I think people really started getting into it 2016 around Rio. Yeah. Because um, you could follow, like, I know a load of guys, um, 
they'd be training with a load of the British athletes who yeah. were massive. Yeah. So it kind of became like, it is the runner social network, essentially. Totally. Um, personally, I think it's like the unhealthiest, one of the unhealthiest things you can do. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just go on Strava. I got rid of it. Because it's funny. It's what you were saying about easy running. Mm. I would see like, you know, I could see you, you know, go out and do an easy run and you'll do it at like, you know, um, like what, 4.35 per K. And I'd be like, oh my God, I did mine at 4.41 per K. And I would be like thinking, oh, well, this is why he's faster, you know, which is so silly. No, you know? Oh, like, but you know, it happens, you know, or, but it might even be even, 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 even if it's a, a run where the figures do matter. So like, you know, interval training or a tempo run, you still, you, you still shouldn't be looking at other people and worrying because everyone's got a different standard. Exactly. Everyone has good, you know, better days. Um, but yeah, so that, um, I remember that 5k, you did a 5k and a 10k, didn't you? I did indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Inspired by Kipchoge. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I went, uh, Project Breaking Thirty Three, you did, didn't you? you broke thirty two. I I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, well, yeah. <laughs> it's um, like yourself with the four hundreds. Yeah, I did it based on my GPS bleeps every one one k. Okay. So it's it's very unofficial. Okay, I get you. So it could be, it could be the nine point eight. It could be the. <laughs> it could be ten point one. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna provisionally take it. <laughs> I mean, it's still definitely only a few seconds either side. Like yeah. you, you definitely broke 33. Yeah. 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 So yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll give you that. It was like, I, I know you, I know you don't like talking about the shoes, but I was wearing 4% at the time. I don't even know what a 4% is. Oh, okay. Right. okay. Um, yeah. We're not going to talk about the shoes. <laughs> we should all be barefoot running, you know? Yes. With preparation. Hmm. For sure. Um, I just want to state that um, I nearly just called you COVID. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Haywood, Haywood has finished his second beer and we're about a half hour in. Um, so that's just the sound of Haywood getting out his, his third can. Anyway. Um, wait, 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 wait. Get this. Oh, beautiful. That's the sound of training. But yeah. So you said that's what you tell your, your kind of your runner young, your running younger self. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Have a different outlet, you know. Just so, just in case, but like, yeah. like everything is about balance. You know yourself. Yeah, yeah. But then, like you know, at the time, like how did you cope? You know, like was it mentally tough? Yeah, I got. Uh, I I think just. Like you, like running is very like um. It's very routine. Yeah. And if you lose a routine, you, you can either get into a different routine, a healthy routine. Yeah. Or you don't do anything. Yeah. So I I think I turn to like just. Unhealthy like, coping mechanisms with unhealthy food. Yeah. Maybe too much time on my computer yeah. or just. So, which obviously made you made me feel a lot more shit. Whereas I could have turned like now when I'm injured, I turn to weightlifting. Yeah. Obviously not bodybuilder because I'm a <laughs> I'm not exactly uh, <laughs> the right build, but yeah, it's just something. It's something else. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm I'm taking it as the knowledge I'm gleaming now, gleaning now, yeah. can actually benefit my running in future. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, Whereas before I was just beating myself up about it, to be honest. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard a few people say, and I, I've almost said this to myself before, you know, that if I didn't have running, I'd fall apart. Mm. And like, that sounds beautiful. It's like, oh. It's very know, romantic, isn't it? It is. But that's not good at all. You know, running can't be your only can't be your only thing and you know I think sometimes I think sometimes actually while running can benefit your life hugely 
and you know it, it teaches you so many things that you can transfer to other avenues it can also form sort of a crutch for people um, like something to block out any pain you might be feeling you know like you, you can have the worst day ever at work you know it it it, it, it might just it, it might not be that you had a bad day but it's just like you you might feel totally unfulfilled in work you've no sense of purpose or direction in life and um, you have a terrible relationship with your family and um, you know you don't have a good living situation you know you can have all these hypothetical negatives but it's okay because you did a really fast tempo run you know oh yeah that's oh <laughs> i relate to that so much <laughs> yeah I, I, I've definitely been there, you know, um, you know, I might come home and, you know, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I might, I've definitely been in positions at work where I've been like, what am I doing, you know? Oh, yeah. And I come home and I'm like, well, it's fine because I'm going to go to the track now and I'm going to go and do 10 400s in, at 70 seconds. And when I do that, it's going to be okay because I did that. And like, yeah, that's class for, for my standard. Like, that's a really good training session. But I would like let that define my day. Yeah. And it's only like the whole thing is only maybe what? Two hours? Warm up session, cool down, shower, food. Like that, that can't define your day, you know? But I, I, I'd argue it's not only that. It's like um, it is the before it's the before social aspect. Yeah. You're catching up with the guys, you're training hard, you're you're messing around. Yeah. You even slag each other off during the session in between the se- in between the reps is like Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's like um That can be as hard. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but um I, I I remember like the start of lockdown one. Yeah. Like I went on a socially distance, obviously, cross country session with uh, Gavin O'Rourke. Yeah. The king of cross country in Leeville at the moment, yeah, and true. Mark Walsh. And long story short, Gavin kicked her asses. <laughs> he did, really, yeah. Really? Oh yeah. my god, he did. It was a yeah. uh, seven by five minutes off one minute, okay. Awful conditions, mud in the mud in the at the farm, seven by five, seven by five minutes. It's a long session, and one, yeah. awful wind, yeah. And uh, he just left Mark and I in his wake. And we're properly geared up, Mark and I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're spiked up. And we see him, he's got like just basic sketchers. <laughs> sketchers. Yeah, he's got basic sketchers and. At the farm. At the farm, yeah. Wow. Uh, I should just clarify for the, uh, the listeners um, the farm is this. Um, well, we used to train there. We're not allowed anymore. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's not get political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's this um, extraordinarily muddy um, set of pitches. And one it's, of the, it's where the IUAAs was actually held. Oh, really? IUAA cross country was. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, have you noticed like the, the pitches are perfect, but the space just where the white paint marks the boundary, it's like a ditch. Yeah. And that's what we're given. <laughs> I don't envy them, to be honest. Yeah. Um, tough going. Yeah, so you did that session, started lockdown. Um, and and then, like, sorry, this, this is the proper point of it. Um, Mark was saying, I'm set up for the day now. <laughs> like, he's... Yeah. You get up, like, you get up, do your session. Your session's done by half ten. Yeah. You feel great. You actually feel so good. Yeah. You go for a coffee, and chat, like, shoot the breeze. Not even about running. Yeah. And then you go about your day, yeah. and you, as you were saying, the rest of your day is good. Yeah. Or if you were having a bad day before, the four hundred year four hundred session made up for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know that can be. It can be that can be either a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. So, yeah, when I finish, you know, I might have a bad day at work. Like I might, I might love my job. All right. And I just happen to have a bad day, a stressful day. I'm going to go and do a good training session. And, and that's the beauty of running. You know, it's your outlet. 
But the, the point I'm kind of getting at is that I think you can have a generally quite like you you could have a very unfulfilling job. Um, you could have you could have mental health issues, you know, but you let running be the crutch, mm. and you kind of let it justify. Like you, you let a good running performance justify any negativity in your life outside of running. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm definitely guilty of it. Oh know? god, yeah, I, I've done that a lot. Yeah, um, could have, you know, it could be issues in in relationships, issues with with work, um, just issues with my own, I guess my own mental health. But I totally mask it with with a good, you know, running session, whether it just be an easy run or a training session. Yeah, like um I, I totally I totally get that. Like I'd say I'd say twenty nineteen my high points were very high because of running. Yeah. But outside of that, I don't know, like maybe other other areas of my life suffered. Yeah. Because I was too focused on it. Yeah. Like, I think I had a very one-dimensional view of my winter, 2019. Yeah. It was get up, study, work. Yeah. Run. Yeah. And I would go out and meet my friend for a coffee very rarely, or I might meet my friend for a drink very rarely. Yeah. But I think I was overly invested. Mm. And my mental health suffered as a result. Yeah. So I think it is if you're if you're just like a a casual runner, if you're an up and coming runner, yeah. if you're even pre professional runner, yeah. Just take time to do something else. Yeah. Like have like give your friends the time, give your family the time. Oh definitely. Um, yeah, it's funny recently enough. I I was just doing this um I guess it was a sort of a an introspective um process um won't go into the details of it but but it it involved doing these things called 360 feedback questionnaires mm. I don't know if you're familiar with them but uh, just for whoever's listening it involves um getting people in your life so whether it be family friends colleagues to just fill out a, a questionnaire um, uh, questions could be anything um, but they then send it back to like someone else and then that someone else sends it to you so it's anonymous feedback basically is the point but um, that's very interesting yeah. yeah it is interesting yeah so it's it's letters from I mean you like I selected six or seven people you know one of them was like a close friend from school. One of them was a friend from traveling. One of them was like, well, I selected both of my parents, but <laughs> um, they, you know, someone said um, that there are times I, as a person, become all consumed by one thing. Mm. And that can be really good if you know how to focus it and channel it. But... Um, point was that I become all consumed and I often let other things suffer and I think this person was referencing running because you know I only joined Leavale in June it's, 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 it's like they were it's like they wrote that about me <laughs> yeah yeah, I yeah. Mean, but yeah we've all been there I mean like I joined Leavale June of 2019 I remember yeah it was a very good day <laughs> <laughs> thanks um probably brightened up the um clothes at training sessions I'd say but um I well I don't I don't have my my burner shoes here today because uh I walked through a bit of mud so <laughs> which shoes are they they're they're very nice boots very nice boots oh those boots oh yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but what was the same what was I talking about? Being oh, come consumed. on. Yeah, being, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Running. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, being, being consumed by running. Yeah, like I joined Leavell really only just over a year ago. And I'd say up until only a few months ago, 
Um, I think it was during lockdown that I realised, oh my God, this is all I have. And it's a real pity because like I've got a lot of other, I mean, you know, I've played piano for, I've been playing piano since I was five. We have a piano in this house. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, I have to play after this. Yeah, I'll show you after. Yeah, <laughs> but um, although, you know, it's a quiet house after 10. I'll see. Um, <laughs> but um, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> we, we've got a piano, you know, um, that's actually why I bought that surfboard because I was like, I can surf. Why am I not surfing? But, you know, I've got all these things that I could potentially be doing, yet for an entire nine months, really, I had literally just been working and running and nothing else. But I think it was like what you experienced. Like before I joined Evel, I had no idea about how to train. Um, like I said, I was just running easy and doing 400s and marked out with chalk. And when I joined, I got good quickly, you know. Now, well, I would say I got good. I got better quickly, you know. I, no, I, no, don't, don't, don't sell yourself too short there. <laughs> but, you know, I improved so quickly. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I never thought I'd be able to run this quickly, you know. Um, and I think it kind of completely took over. You get sucked into the other things, you know, like you get sucked into all the YouTube channels, you know. Oh, don't the, even get me started. You know, <laughs> the athlete special, Kofuzi, Zach Levitt. Yes, um, yeah, all these guys, um, which are good, but like, you know, you you're you're like, I have to follow these guys because now I'm a runner. Yeah, you know, oh. um, you start subscribing to Running Warehouse, and you're like buying shoes you don't need. Oh. All this stuff. I, I wasn't a Nike. I wasn't a Nike head before all these channels. Like, I've actually I've never owned a pair of Nike running shoes. You are a running hipster, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm very proud of it. Um, but hey, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure I've got the mustache just because of Jared Ward. You know, the US marathon runner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like a running thing now. I don't even know why I did it, but I think running might be the reason. Um, <laughs> oh, it's working. It's working. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Like, I, I, this is eight days. My mustache, my mustache, I don't even think I can call it that. It's it's a tash. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Is it for November? Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Do you have a page? Okay. I'm doing it with my friend at the moment. Oh sweet. You send me the link. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean got completely sucked in. Um and I mean god I had a I had a sleep app. I had Strava. Um you know, I was obsessed with all the, the kudos. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, I stalked your Garmin there for a while. Oh did you? <laughs> and it was like a sixty-six VO2 max. That's solid, my friend. Well that's that's like an estimation. Yeah, right? I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, once again it could be These watches, man, these watches. Yeah, they're not even gonna get into the watches. You know, I've actually um noticed a few people you know Annette Quaid? Uh, yeah. Yeah, she isn't training with a Garmin anymore or any like GPS watch. She's training with like an old school like stopwatch. You know the one that Just like, like a Casio? Like... Not even one you wear on your wrist. You know the ones that you loop around your neck and, and she just holds it like that, like in front of her and presses it. And you know what? She's right. Like, I mean, maybe for easy running, but not not even. Like if you... I mean, Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile and he went out for easy runs with no watch. Yeah. He didn't have a watch going around the track. His coach sat there in a wheelchair, I'm pretty sure. I think his coach was in a wheelchair and just had a little stopwatch. But uh, anyway, yeah, like you, you just get all consumed. I'm taking ages to make this point. Um, but yeah, got completely sucked in. And now... Um, I kind of got to a point where I was like, I need something else in my life, you know? Um, but like Garmin, Garmin, you've got all your stats there anyway. Yeah. You've, you've got the basics. You've got your, your run is there. Mm. If you want to see how much mileage you've done, it's there. Yeah. Strava is, Strava is just like um, putting makeup on. Yeah. How do you, <laughs> like as in just, Strava is making everything. Strava is making your garment pretty. 
That's true. Yeah. yeah, you can add a title, a few emojis. Yeah. You know, and you're like, that's the one. A funny quip. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it was definitely a tough summer because there was no racing. And then I was really starting to, I think, kind of, and start to ask myself this question, like, why the miles? Like, why, why am I running? Oh, you that's, know, that's a million dollar question. <laughs> so a lot of things kind of came together there where I knew, I knew I enjoyed running. There was still a reason I was getting up to go training. And even though there were no races, I was still training because I think I was hoping surely there'll be a race soon. Surely there'll be a race soon. Um, but, you know, I think deep down I knew there wasn't going to be one for a while. But there was, basically I knew at that point I was going to fall apart mentally if I didn't have running. Yeah. Which was, okay, I was like lucky because I had running. So I didn't fall apart mentally. But I was also like, you know, if I get injured, which is very possible because I'm training like a madman and not tapering at all for races. Because there's nothing to taper for. Um, I'm going to have nothing. Mm. Um, so I kind of had to start. Making other improvements in my life. You know. Like start thinking about what I really want to do professionally. Start playing music again. Try and get creative. You know do something like this. Because um, you know I'd like to think that. And also start drinking a bit more. Because <laughs> that was another thing. I'd be like, "No, I'm not going for pints. I have a race in four weeks," and you're like, "Man, <laughs> like that's before novice." Yeah, that was me. Yeah, I was like, "No, no, I can't." Yeah, but we we could argue that that were it worked out. Yeah, but would one pint really make a difference? Man, I have gone. Like, this is only in recent months where I've started to kind of cop on and take it a bit less seriously. And actually, I'm, I'm doing better now, mm. you know. Um, I remember there was one session there back in late August, early September. Like, I went out and had four or five pints the night before, which isn't crazy. But, like, you know, well, no, that's that's not crazy for the average person. That's, yeah. I, that's I was polluted off that. But, um it's our skinny jeans like <laughs> totally totally but I came down the next day and um, I ran an excellent session you know um, I think it's numbing <laughs> I was probably still on a high yeah know? yeah <laughs> um, I had an awful long run the next day if I remember correctly but yeah you can I mean you, you can totally take it way too seriously um, but so yeah on that point like yeah, it can act as a crux, but ha- has it ever helped you with a like a low point? So let's say like a low point in your life that's outside of running. Has it ever has running ever helped you cope with something like that? Um, jeez, I'm I'm talking about 2019 again. Like, yeah, that's um. There was a lot of highs and lows in 2019. Do you so, mean like with with running and stuff? Like, okay, 2019. Like, I did have a lot of injuries. Yeah, but. I did come back. I I miraculously I came back yeah. and was able to run novice and yeah. we, we obviously won novice. Yeah. But September I I had a relationship that just ended out of nowhere. Yeah. But I feel very lucky and privileged that I had running yeah. to fall back on. Yeah. Because like yeah that's that sucks. Mm. That really sucks. Like whatever happened there. But I have my family, I have my friends, mm. and running was just, you know, I can just, I can just bang out, a, if I'm feeling shitty in the morning, I can bang out a tempo, or if I'm feeling spicy, <laughs> yeah. I can go and do it another time trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, it's, um... I think... For me, 
when I'm running, it's probably the point at which my it's it's the only time really when I achieve clarity. Or, or I guess true mindfulness. Yeah. You know? Um and I don't mean it's different now if I'm if I'm at a training session. Yeah, I'm definitely still focused, but I mean if I'm going out for an easy run. It's the only point of the day where my head is just, there's nothing in it. Yeah. And I'm just moving forward. You know, legs are just moving under me. All I can hear, I don't even really even hear the cars passing or I don't really see people going by. It's just like... Cathartic. Totally. It's very... Um, I, I, I want to, this is very, uh, it's a very uh, straightforward question. Um. How many times have you experienced a runner runner's high, like properly? Would you say? I don't even know if I have. You know, um, I mean, I don't really. I don't know exactly what it feels like. You know, I don't think anyone does. Um, I do, I do remember there's one specific point I was in college. Like, I mean, so like I wasn't running competitively in college, but I used to just get up from my desk and go for a run. Um, but I remember running, um, so I lived on Pierce street, um, and I would go running in rings end. Yeah, and yeah. there was this bridge you'd cross over where you'd get a beautiful view of the Aviva Stadium, and I remember it being like a really frosty morning. I was skipping my nine a.m. Um, I think to to go for, have to to go for a run, and then, trainers for runners. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 hadn't heard that one, um, but I remember like it was really frosty morning, um. I was, this was maybe six or seven K in, I don't know, but I remember coming over the bridge and just kind of seeing the sun shining off the Aviva. So I, I wasn't really getting like that endorphins high, mm. but I think it was that kind of moment of just being outside, you know, being on my own, like it being my time to myself and kind of, you know, I just kind of seeing a little moment of beauty, you know, which I think is a funny thing about running. You, you, you see the world around you a bit differently, I think, to, to a non-runner. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, there's parts of Cork City I've been to that I, I bet actual Corkonians have, you know, who've been living here their whole life haven't been to. Like there's probably streets they've never walked down. But I've run down them because I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, no one from Cork who doesn't run has ever actually run up Patrick's Hill. Oh, no. You know, why would you do that? But no. if every runner in Cork has gone, oh, I'm going to have to run up that, you know. But also you get rewarded with Cork Coffee Roasters at the bottom. <laughs> so That's very true. You're kind of known for that, though, aren't you? You, you like stop in the middle of runs to go for a coffee. Yeah. Uh... I, I don't know. I think it just uh, came with my work schedule, to be honest. I, if I was working in the bar, yeah, I'd be studying in the morning. I'd go to I'd go to work in the evening. Yeah. But like I'd have my, <laughs> I, a morning for me. Yeah. Would have been like one p.m. So I would yeah. go for my run. Yeah. To wake up. Yeah. Have my coffee. During in the middle of the run, and then I go to work. Yeah. And work could be like, I could finish work at like three a.m. Sometimes. Yeah. If it was a really, really busy night. Mm. So it'd just be. I don't know. It's like um, I think we get all get bogged down on numbers for running and stuff. I think you just find what works for you. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Some people run to work. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know Andrew Hobbs always turns up at the track with like a little cute bag on his back. Yeah. Um, because he's got like his his running or his work clothes in it. You know. Yeah. 
it's whatever works for you really you know i think with my own work because i it's like locum work and i i i'll be in a different place every day like if i'm know i'm going to be going to a place where the the um there's like a nice place to run i'll bring my running gear with me so if i'm ever working in donorail um which i do occasionally like you know the the, the national park yeah, yeah. oh man it's unreal but like that's what i meant about runners seeing the world differently like yeah. if you see you'll see somewhere and go oh i'd love to run there i actually used to run i used to live by a national park yeah like um dunedee i don't know if you know it where's that it's in Kildare. oh you're talking about that part of the country Kildare, yeah. oh man sure i wouldn't the, the pale i don't think outside of cork <laughs> you went to Trinity. <laughs> go on i used yeah, to go it's, on. it's just um it's just lovely like yeah, yeah, yeah you've got the lake and it's just in the morning you've you've still got the mist yeah and it's just magical yeah yeah magical sure. yeah. and like the odd time when i will have my phone of course you take a photo of course yeah yeah, yeah. put it on strava put it on strava like yeah <laughs> it's not on my instagram it's on my strava so this comes to the the kind of final question um, and it's as short or as long as you want it to be, but it, it's the title, really, Why the Miles. Like, if you could sum it up, you know, in a few sentences, why do you run? You can take as long as you want. But we've only got five minutes. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Seriously, take as long as you want. I just probably you relate to this like I just feel like if I've had a run in the morning it just sets me up for the day yeah I, I just feel like my best confident self yeah um, I suppose if I'm met with challenges along the way yeah it's like it's not that big a deal yeah because uh, my body's being my body knows pain but as a runner, I enjoy some sort of pain. <laughs> That's part of it too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You know, you we are four hundreds. You probably enjoy. <laughs> you start to enjoy it after a while. Yeah. You see progress. Yeah. Um. I suppose uh, it's it's very hard to put into words. Like um. If work's very busy, and I haven't had a run, it can it can suck. Yeah. But I have had a, if I had have had a run, I can ride that wave. Yeah. And come out the other side without getting wiped out. Yeah. So it's a case of just it like you're saying it's a crutch, but sometimes Well it can be a crutch. It can be a crutch, yeah, yeah. but when you're not overly obsessive about it, yeah. it can be a necessity for some people yeah and it is it is healthy if you have your balance in there like mm. with appropriate nutrition you're not being overly obsessive yeah it can only add but if you if anything's out of whack then it can be it can cause negative effects of course yeah yeah so, so that's the overall way just that you feel it as it helps you get through life. Is that's kind of what I'm taking from it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, that's that's. I mean, that's exa- that's. Really, I think, the reason that most people do it, mm. you know, like anything, um, you can have too much of it, you can. Do it for the wrong reasons, um it's it's you know people often talk about alcohol like this you know it, it's not about what it does it, it's your relationship with it and i think that's what i'm hearing from you with running it's it can be so good if you find the right relationship with it you know and um, am i summing that up correctly yeah like yeah. if it becomes an obsession yeah like you it's gonna 
it's going to affect your life adversely. Yeah. Of course. Um, whether or not you realize it on time yeah. or not. Yeah. It's, uh, that's another story, to be honest. Like, of course, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you get it right, it can be a really good thing. All right, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much. So, there we go. While running allows Haywood to be his best confident self and deal with any challenges that life throws at him, it's all about finding the balance. Life isn't all about running. I never thought I'd say that. Well, that's the first episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We had a lot of fun recording it, and we really hope that you enjoyed it. On that note, if you want to hear more of this, stay tuned for the next episode, where we will be interviewing none other than Emily Knox. It's being released in two weeks' time. To make sure you don't miss Emily talking about her backyard beer mile and more, hit subscribe. If you've already subscribed, give this a rating, a share, or even just tell a friend. For now, that's it. Thanks again for listening. My name is Bernard O'Hanlon, and this is Why the Miles.